Yeah. I'm here to work. I'm here to work. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm here to work. There you go. This is yours, though. You got that, bro. What's up? Coach, remember how many yards this Fred Taylor guy used to get on this coach? I used to catch him. He always messes with me about being sick. I'm just trying to see, man, what, what's, what's, what's going what's on good, right now? What's good, man? Like, what's up, baby? Hold up. Limitless. Take a semi cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a semi cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Shoot, welcome to the pivot. Yeah. I think, like, this is something you uh, got to sit in on Marshawn's show. Yes, exactly. You know, and, yeah. and watch it. And I love that too, man. Like an OG, uh, young king who is not only a great player, but a leader, being in those type of environments together and getting to learn. To me, that was like, like, like that's poetry, right? Like th that is us sticking together as, as what we were talking about earlier. But, you know, on behalf of me, Chan, Freddie T, man, it's, it's an honor uh, for us because I admire you as a human. Um, I truly think you are an exceptional talent football-wise, but listening to you and, and watching you move and your, your, your sense of loyalty, your sense of community, I think those are the things that continue to build us up, and I think that's beautiful. And so if you're subscribing to The Pivot or you're just watching this, I need you to subscribe. Obviously, YouTube is where you see the show. Um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can listen. And it's like Freddie T said, man, I'm gonna keep on saying it, like anybody, can podcast, but not everybody can pivot. And that's what we do. Um, and I think for you, man, like your life has been a series of pivots. Your pivots, life has man. been a series of- Every corner, every time I wake up, man, it's always a pivot. So tell us a little bit about how you grew up. Cause right now people just see Najee uh -huh. that yeah. runs the football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, man, well, I always watch you guys show. So I'm actually excited to be on here, man. Obviously I was there in, in Vegas. Yeah. To see some of that, how you guys do it. But shoot, man, I'm from the Bay Area. You know, exact place where well, I probably grew up, you know, I lived in Oakland a little bit with Marshawn and all those firm. Then I moved out around. I couldn't really find a stable home, so I like moved in, raised in San Francisco and Filmo, the uh, Prince Hall projects. Then moved around to Oakland real quick in the east with my grandma. Then stayed in Richmond, California, South Richmond. Then, um, shoot, Los Bronte, Pano, Hercules, Vallejo. You're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere in the Bay Area, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then, like, I finally kind of settled down in uh, Antioch, California. Mm. Uh, I spent like four years there, and uh, that's where I went to high school at, and uh, so I, I kind of made my name at. I think people uh, bring up obviously because of where you threw, you know, your draft party. Uh, oh yeah. You know, living in shelters. Uh, what was was that like for you and your loved ones? Oh man, it, I mean, you know, it was uh, tough times, but like you said, man, the pivot. You know what I mean? I was at the pivot, so uh, it was tough times. You know, um, especially during that time too, man, it was, it was, it was, it was a rough time. So, you know, people kind of think I, I act different. Well, it was because like this is the environment I was raised around, you know what I mean? You, you kind of got to adjust to to what it is there. So like some stuff never left me, you know what I mean? So when people see me doing interviews or like say how I act a little bit, like, man, you don't care about like, you act a certain way. It's like, man, I'm just, it's just, I'm a product of my environment as people say, right? And then what people say, so, you know, it, it, it was tough times, but you know, 
there was always some good times and those tough times. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm not fortunate enough like others to have certain things, but you know, I made the best of what I had. You know what I mean? Always out playing uh, sports, hooping. You know what I mean? You do, um, you know what I mean? You might not have the best food, but like, you know, I still to this day eat top ramen. I mean, that's just my, that, that, that's my, that's my go-to dish right there. No matter what, I ate some last night, man. I'm, you know what I mean? I, I love it. It's like soothing to me. You know what I mean? Humble beginning. So, I mean, it was cool, man. You, you think, you think you'd be what you are if you didn't have that turmoil? Nah, man, I, I, w- I would not be who I am because, you know, I don't think people's really like, really like, I guess, what's the right word I'm looking for? People hasn't really like found out who they really are unless they're challenged somewhere in life. You know what I mean? So, uh, Man, I guess I was blessed enough to get challenged right when I came out the wound, goddammit. <laughs> when I came out the wound, I grabbed my fresh breath of air. Struggle, 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 struggle. 20 years, goddammit. <laughs> 20 years. RC mentioned, uh, you know, you're having your draft party yeah. um, at the homeless shelter, the Greater Richmond Interfaith yep. uh, Homeless Shelter. Yep. April 29th, 2021, change your life. Yeah. I'm looking at your shirt, Strictly for the Bay. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all see this? I, I call, I, I hit up Sean. I hit up Deontay. You know, I'm doing my research. Y'all okay. to make sure this is right, because this is a great opportunity for us. And uh, they spoke about loyalty and oh, giving yeah. back. And um, they also mentioned the, the bigger foundation camp you recently threw, your mm-hmm. first football camp. But you also have a foundation, and you're big in community. Talk to that a little bit. Man, no. I always tell myself, I even brought it as a caption, but it's like, who am I if I don't represent? You know what I mean? And what I mean by that is like, you know, the Bay Area raised me, you know what I mean? Like I said, I live everywhere in the Bay Area, all the places I name. You know, they taught me so much in, in ways of like, you know, just being more than just an athlete in football. You know, they taught me just about life struggles and like, you know, even saving or, or, or other type of things. And we got a lot of history around there. You know, I learned a lot about even our history of just black people, you know what I mean? Cause you know, Black Panther started there. My uh, my my dad's size, they were all they was all in it. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So just like getting educated by that part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, just just certain things that that they taught me. So it's in the Bay Area, in the people. You know what I mean? Um, it takes a village to raise a child, and that's what it was literally. Like all these people and everywhere I, I lived at, all these people raised me. So uh, for me to turn my back on them, or to me just get to a certain point and just forget about all of them, you know, that's. I think that's the utmost disrespectful thing, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? So any way possible, any way I could do to give back to people, uh, just anywhere, but especially the Bay Area, because that's where I started at. You know, I, I take full advantage of that. So that's why I have my The Bigger Picture Foundation. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I have a lot of certain things that we have. Speaking of The Bigger Picture, do you have a vision going forward for your community? What's that? So in SoCal, like, um, Snoop Dogg always has, he has his compound. If you guys ever been there, Probably haven't. I mean, you guys, shit, all the stuff y'all do, y'all probably have. But <laughs> it's in SoCal. He got a compound, man. It's just like, he has everything there. He has like a green screen where he does commercials at. He got a recording studio room. He got a basketball court. You know, he does all these things where like, you know, some of his folks come there and they, you know, they like, uh, if they want to have like, um, I don't know, have opportunity of like making some money or something like that. He'd be like, hey man, use this area right here. You know what I mean? And, you know, he gives this man an opportunity, and he takes the opportunity, does the most with it. You know what I mean? Now he's like this, he has a name for himself, makes some money and stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, it's basically an area where, an area of opportunity, pretty much. You know what I mean? I feel like if, if, if you're really serious about your business, all you need is an opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. You can make the most of it. Right. So if I could be a person to give these kids, people anywhere, opportunity to get out wherever they're from, you know, I want to be that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to do something like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to do somewhere where I could just, give people an opportunity to to make the most or just to change their situations because I was once in their shoes. So, you know, I know how it feels. I think the thing, the one, the thing you cannot do on this show is say too much. I mean, I don't think you realize the reach you have and also the reach that this show has. There's other people that may share your vision or there's people that might see you and want to sow into your vision and what you're doing. And I think that's what we've loved about this is that it's not about like, I care that you could run the football, uh-huh. but that's not why we're here, yeah. right? You're here because of because of the person, but you know, we always talk about like Cali dudes. Like I think y'all are very different humans. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it's like what part of Cali? 
all parts of Cali. It's, it's, it's just different. Who y'all interviewing Cali? It's not. It's not even about. Oh, just like, who we've interviewed. Okay, like we played like, ball yeah, our whole life. Ball. Like I'm yeah, from yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. He from, he's from Florida. He's from Georgia. And then when you meet a Cali dude, How the minute he? the minute y'all open y'all mouth, I know exactly where you're from. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like well, you I sound kind of like a uh, whitewash. Not offense to y'all, but like I sound really like whitewash. You know what I mean? So I kind. Yeah, I know. I sound kind of like a. Ah, that Preppy? sounds pretty. Yeah, Preppy. I guess. No, nothing that. wrong with that. Me yeah, too. Yeah. Don't you? No, no, it's nothing wrong with that. I'm from New Orleans. Yeah, no, no, you're articulate. Yeah, I'm t that's the word. Yeah, See, yeah, I wanted to fine. sound like I, I wanted to say I sound very proper and like um, but I'm not trying to say like hey, black folks don't sound proper. But hey, I, but you know, I, I, that's all like oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> no, I get you. But my question is this, right? Like Bay Area guys, like y'all, ain't West Coast dudes. Y'all love the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. And of you're, you're, and you're talking about yeah, you're talking about that community, but you decide to go to Alabama. What exactly. went into that decision for you? So that's, that's, the reason I went to Alabama is because, man, like, you know, the West Coast, they're saying that uh, West Coast guys can't play in the SEC. Okay. You know what I mean? Cali guys can't play in the SEC. They say, oh, y'all got, you know, and in some way, you know, the Pac-12 is kind of like a faster high school. There's no defense being played. It's just high, strictly offense. Yes. Okay, I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? But, you know, they said that you know, Alabama, that's, that's where it's at. You want to you wanna compete every day. That's what I like doing. You want to, like, you know, uh, go against the best people. You know, you want to like, you know, get all these games and all like the rah-rah stuff. You know what I mean? Te everything's bigger in Texas. They saying if you want to play against all these big people, all these big names, go to the SEC. So I think Alabama was the first SEC, SEC school to hit me up. It was Taj Lupoy. Taj Lupoy is originally from the Bay Area. And, you know, Alabama didn't really recruit no West Coast guys because they thinking none of them will come there because it's kind of far, which it really is. It's hella far, actually. On camera, I left as much as I can on the weekends. To go back to the, I got homesick. I was homesick for three years, goddammit. I could not three years. And I was there four years, goddammit. You know what I mean? So, but anyways, though, man, so they like, Tosh Lupe is from, uh, he went to De La Salle. Um, and then, you know, he got on he got on board over there recruiting. And man, he he started recruiting out the West Coast. So he brought me out there. He brought two out there. Um, I think those are two guys in my class that he brought out there. And he saw, you know, obviously two was what he did. And then I what I did. So now it's like, now they recruit West Coast. But man, for me to come out there and compete out there, that's why I went out there. Right. Nothing to do with championships, I promise you. Was it a Nothing culture shock? Oh, yeah. My In what gosh. way? You name it. The food, the weather, the way people dress, talk. I don't understand nothing they were saying. Um, <laughs> like, you talking about, oh, you can tell you it's a Kelly dude. Well, I can tell a motherfucker from the South. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was the way they talk, bro. It was just everything, like. Everything was different. Hey, you gonna leave my Bible Belt alone. I got me a little twang to me myself. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can leave Where my Bible Belt alone. Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a little way different than Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah Tuscaloosa way But different. I want to ask, man, because I played for Saban when he went to the Dolphins. Okay. So how was your experience? Like, I end up, I, I brought a stripper in for Saban in my rookie show. So instead of you dancing and singing, I brought a stripper in the facility to dance on Saban for my rookie show. How'd that go? It, it went. Wait, for your rookie show? Yeah. So the rookie show, we do That's the rookie different. show. Everybody start dancing, making fun of vets. You know how the rookie yeah. show go. And then I, I said, I'm going to go last, put a uh, chair on stage. And I said, Coach Saban, I appreciate you drafting me and changing my life. I give you a couple for a second to sit down. He sat down. I went to the back door. I brought in tip drill. Not the tip drill off the video. <laughs> another tip drill in Miami. And she okay. walked in with a Jason Taylor jersey and a thong on and walked up on Saban and went to shaking a little bit. Once she got close enough, he grabbed her little hips like this and pushed it aside oh. and ran out of ran out of the team room. <laughs> so I had my interaction with Saban, but like, I, I, did Saban get a bad rap? Like, what, what, are you and Saban relationship? So good? you had a girl shaking ass on Coach Saban? Yes, a bad one. I, you it, you it, it wasn't mediocre, it was, it was something. I think I set, I set a, <laughs> I think I said I said an NFL standard for best rookie show appearance. What what does Saban do for you? What does say? How how is you and Saban relationship? Well, it's nothing like that. Um, me and Saban, <laughs> yeah, me, me and Saban. Uh, man, I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. All right, all right. So me and Saban, man, we did not get along at first. All right, I was we was a uh, man. I, we had a couple arguments at first because he just didn't understand the type of dude I was. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know how many Cali dudes he had, but. Oh, he had one from Oakland. He had Dom. I don't know how many Bay Area dudes he had. But I'm not the type of dude to, like, just sit back, you know what I mean, and just, like, let somebody just, like, talk to me, I guess, in a way, and then not expect me to say something. I could take coaching, but, like, it's a certain type of line when you cross from it's like, all right, bro, I'm a, I'm a man. Like, he ain't going to talk to me like that, bro. So I guess that, like, he didn't 
it wasn't, he wasn't used to like having somebody talk back to him in a way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he said something to me, blah, blah, blah. And then like, mother who are you talking to like that? <laughs> I was like, kind of looking, I'm like, if I, who the fuck you think you talking to like that? I was like, look at coach. I was like, man, look at, coach me, man. You, you could coach me, but never, don't, don't think you could like, you, you more than just a coach to me. Like, I mean, don't try to like belittle me. Right. I feel like I was belittled, you know what yeah. I mean? So like, we had a couple arguments, man. Like, another incident, like I always got in fights there. So he was like, God damn it, 22, you're always fighting. Like, it's always you, you can do it again. You're getting, you're leaving practice. So I'm like, man, this shit, you know what I mean? I'm like, man, so, man, we just had, we bumped heads a lot. And then like, um, it was a COVID year and I came back from school and it was our last incident. So that, like, <laughs> all, imagine all four years, we kind of like bumped heads. But in a good, in a good way, you know. Um, and then, like, uh, I guess the COVID year, some happened. Last incident happened, and I left school. I like, man, I ain't messing with y'all, man. Like, I'm gone. So I left school for like two weeks. Hmm. Um, yeah, people didn't know that. I left school for like two weeks, and then, same with Sammy in his office, man. He's like, and you know, I ain't trying to say, but he, we we exchanged words, and then like, you know, from that point on, he took his time out the day really to understand who I am. You know what I mean? And ever since that day, man, we was rock solid, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like other people are gonna lie about the relationships. Like, oh yeah, we clicked right on. Like, nah, bro, it was not like that. With me and Coach Saban. Grown man conversation. You know what I mean? Though, yeah, man. like, like yeah. we're like, I'm a man. Like you a man. Like we're like, I'm either gonna like take it this way or not. So I took it this way, and I guess like he wasn't used to that way. You know what I mean? So and I'm like, man, I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm just telling you, like as a man, like one on one, bro, like you're not gonna do that. Is that why you said Coach Saban and Coach Tomlin two have zero in common? Zero. No, yeah, two different people. Mike T actually sat down and like get to know the players in a way. You know what I mean? You know, Coach Saban, and I'm, and it's nothing bad. It's just, that's just how he is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm my way, you act your way. It's just, right. that's how he acts. Right. And Mike T acts his way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just two different players, but they all want to win. You right. know what I mean? That's what's common, but like, how they approach the game, how they approach like, the locker room vibes and the players, it's just two different things. You know what I mean? So. Hey, speak, speaking of relationships, I say you're rocking a beast mode shield. Yeah. The visor on your helmet. Um, what's your relationship like with Marshawn? And yeah. tell me about beast mode marketing. Yeah, so Marshawn, man, Marshawn is like a, a pioneer for the, in the Bay Area. I mean, Marshawn is like a, you know, he was like, when, you know, when we young, we younger, like, you know, they're going Marshawn. And not because what he did on the field, but just because, like, he's a representation of the Bay Area. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, not too many people, like, really gets out of the Bay Area and, like, make a name for himself. It's a lot of, like, nobody really gets along with nobody out there. So, like, you know, Marshawn came out there and, like, you know, he never switched up. He always came back to the community. He always like gave, gave like, did something to give back. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's what really separates people is like what they do for the community, not on the field, or, like what you do to give back. So Marshawn did all that stuff, you know what I mean? Um, and then I remember talking to him when I was like getting ready to come out and leave college and he didn't even start B-Smoke marketing. He was just like, shit, nigga, if you want to go, uh, if, if you don't trust these people, man, just, just, just come over here and like, you know, and I could like, I, I'm, I could start an agency, a marketing agency. Right. And he started it that day. And then I signed <laughs> him that day. <laughs> and he was like, I'm thinking about doing something like, you know, I got B, that's my marketing agency. He's like, I got B right here, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and you know, I'm going to get Marcus, Josh, and you. You know what I mean? So now it's me, Marcus, Josh, Johnson, Marcus Peters, Flo from Oregon. I mean, that's the squad, man. You know what I mean? All of us is from like California though. We like, it's like, like what y'all say is loyalty, you know what I mean? I'm just that's our pack right there. So uh yeah, man, I've been with them ever since. Yeah, and you and you and you understand that. But I think the the other thing that that helped him be Marshawn was correcting some things early on in his career. Yeah. So he could get on the field and become beast mode. Sure. Right. I, I played him in Buffalo and I was like, man, this dude's a monster. But he didn't he didn't get that recognition until he started to win. Exactly. And until he started to play like that. But I think the other part of it, Najee, was the authenticity. Exactly. Right. You know, like like he wasn't he wasn't becoming something else to be accepted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then even in the like like let's just take this for instance. Like when you when you see people interview on TV like athletes, you know, they always give like the political correct answer. They don't say don't say this. Even Angelina over here, like you know, she will even tell me not to say certain things. I'm like, like bro, like I'm not trying to like, and I and like you know, certain times that's Ange I call her Angelina. That's not her real name, but you know, <laughs> I, I just call her Angelina. But like even like you know, what I mean, I feel like you're just not giving like the people like the real you. Like it's it's like for instance, like you saying um you want you want to be a, you want someone wants to be a role model in a way. You know what I mean? 
You know, you say, this is what it is to be a role model. You know, you see, they never do nothing wrong. Like, you know, they always lead by example. They always do this and this and this. But it's kind of like, they not really, like, role models make mistakes. Damn it. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like whenever we make a mistake in our interview, we get slandered by the media, slandered by them. Oh, man, I don't really like this dude. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, some, some, I, I want to say the most political correct answer, then I looked at me in a different way. I'm like, man, if you go out there and be yourself, man, I'll be telling people, go out there and be yourself, bro, and don't care about what nobody else say about you, bro. Just be yourself. You know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean, I'd rather, like, have people hate me for being myself rather than people like me for me not being somebody I'm not. Right. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really, like, care about what people think about me as long as I'm being myself. If I'm being true to me, then that's the best thing I can ask for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, this, this game is going to last forever. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I'm going to give people the real me when I'm done with this. You know, I can look back and say, man, I never switched up. You know what I mean? I never switched up. That ain't me. I want to leave you with this nugget. Carrie. See, so when you're talking in, in the other interviews, yeah. There's a way that people like allow you to sleep and let you just go. Yeah. You gotta always think, you know, if you want something adamantly to be out there, say, say it with conviction. Yeah. Okay. And say f it. Mm. But we're not we're not into that. Yeah. Like we're you you're us and we're you. Mm -hmm. Like we ain't here to burn mm -hmm. you. So those are just media nuggets where she is trying to protect you, obviously. Yeah, shout That's out her Angelina. job. Yeah. Yeah. That's right? the homie though. That's but Angelina. Don't float like Pick and choose your words and, and go. You can keep it 1,000 and oh. say it in a way that, you know what I'm saying? Present it how you want it to come across, but just don't allow yourself to get too comfortable with certain people because oh, no, they'll yeah. take it out yeah. there and now those are bigger problems. Yeah, and they don't, but and we're they, not into and that. They, and also, too, I think choosing your words wisely doesn't make you non or unauthentic, right? It just makes you smart. Yeah. It, makes you, it makes you understand and be aware that Everybody, like everybody ain't your friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and things will be used against you. And the perception of you, the perception of you can sometimes be mightier than the reality. And I'm with you, I ask them all the time. Like we've been in meetings and I've been sitting in the meeting like, uh, guys, I don't really like that. Right. You know what I mean? And we've had those conversations, but I think it's always, it's always a way to say it and a way to do it. And I think that's what I've admired about you is because from what I'm, I'm, I went to LSU. Obviously, I hated you. Just to <laughs> be, good. just to be. <laughs> I would hate honest. myself too. If we want. Oh, there he go. There he go. You know what I mean? But I always admired listening to you because I thought you behaved in a way that I was like, I wish I was that mature then. I wish I was that comfortable with Ryan Clark then. I had to grow into that, and I think that's a freeing place to be. It also helps that you're damn good in football. Coach Tomlin mentioned to us that there is a concerted effort to, I don't want to use the word pedestal, but to promote you to leader in Ben's absence. But he said it's because you earned it. Why do you feel like he can believe it already that you're the next up from that position or from that perspective? Man, you know, I can't tell you why he thinks I'm next up. Uh, I guess it's something that a coach see in players. Um, you know, I guess when when I step back from the game and I look at it, maybe I'll be a type of guy too, be like, oh man, he has it. but. Uh, you know, I don't know yet, um, but I, I know that I, I practice 100%. You know what I mean? I always give maximum effort. Like you said, maybe I carry myself ways where I'm more mature and something like that. But, I mean, you know, ever since, man, last year, maybe like the eighth, ninth game, he would come to me too and be like, you know, we're going to have a talk later on. Um, you know, you could be a leader on this team. And this was last year. You know, I, mean? I just got to the NFL. I'm barely knowing what's, what's right and what's wrong. You know what I mean? So right. saying like, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to rush you in none of this stuff. But you know, when the time is right, we're gonna talk about it. About you becoming the leader. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, he brought Cam there. You know, uh, so he was like, Cam, take him under your wing and stuff like that. You know. So now Cam, I call him Big Unk. You know, what I mean, he. Uh, you know, he 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 tells me like, man, like Najee, like sometimes it's good to go over to the fans, probably sign some stuff. You know, what I mean, sometimes you know, I don't really like doing talking that much to interviews and then so he's like, man, maybe it's good to go address the people. The, the, the fans or just the the people outside about how we're looking or all this stuff. You know, he's kind of teaching me the lines of stuff. Um, but I can say, man, it, it's, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Um, just even doing the small stuff, like maybe I know what's what, what, what's getting looked at in meeting and I know like, okay, man, like this this type of block, this type of stuff's going on, but I still got to bring a pencil and a pen, just make it give illusion that I got, like, like, like I'm writing something down just because people might be looking at me and like saying like, oh, Najee got it out, mm -hmm. you know? It's the importance of just bringing a pen and book to meetings everywhere you go. You know what I mean? Um, 
you know, just doing certain things that 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 I guess I'm not really used to. But you know, it took me a what a year to, you know, break all the records. You know, what I mean, do all this stuff Pro Bowl, but it took me like it's taking me years to be a leader. Right. You know, what I mean, I always tell me it sounds easy, mm-hmm. but like you know, when you're really there, it's different. But I like it; it's a new challenge. You know, it's different yeah. because you came into a situation and you were. Um, thrown into it, yeah, exactly. you know, completely. Yeah. You didn't have that veteran guy, you know, in the room who who had success, who could sit down, you know, or you can look across the table and see how they do things. I can tell you this, for my 13 years in the NFL, you know, you spoke about that book and the pad, the pad and the pencil. I took notes every single day. My job was easy, but I took notes every day. Mm. And I knew my job, but it helped me even more to write it down. And I would create different designs in RC. We had conversations. He like, man, I'm amazed at how you can look at these mm-hmm. things because I sit down and I get creative and I put myself in different situations on paper based on one play. And the more you write it down, I'm getting those visual reps right here as well as on the, on the the while watching the video. So these are little nuggets that are just gonna make you a better pro. Yeah. They are gonna allow your teammates to see you doing these things. And as you move, they're gonna start moving like you. You don't have to be the rah-rah guy, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can be the guy that leads by example, just by being there and allowing them to see how you do things. The young guy, Snell, that's your backup. You gotta depend on him as much as you gotta depend on your linemen, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're gonna open up holes for you, but you gotta trust him, uh, Snell that he's gonna come in and the offense won't lose a beat. Otherwise, you're gonna force yourself to stay out there longer than need be, and that yeah. can lead to injuries. So it's all about trust. Teach him, like show him the way. But you guys can help each other in that capacity. So those are just little nuggets to be a better pro. And coach wants you there. Yeah. It's up to you to decide if it's pressure or if you're gonna accept it and go and do the job. That's a great position to be in. We, we like uncles. We old as hell. You talk about Cam. Cam, R.H., he an old dude like that. And <laughs> you get all the knowledge from him. You get the knowledge from him, and I love it. I'm the drunk uncle, and I live through y'all young boys. Bruh, you settle down. You got a woman. You running the streets. What's you said I settle down? Yeah, what you doing? Oh, no. Nah. He was enjoying the Pittsburgh with it, because I was in Miami, bro, and I, I, I went different. crazy. I'll, I'll just be chilling, though, bro. You just I got chilling. so much stuff on my plate, man. I don't even worry about that. What's man. on your plate, though? Cause uh, shit, the leader. <laughs> oh, you talking about that plate? I'm talking about another plate. <laughs> I eat them plate too. Wine. No, I eat them too. See, that's the no, thing. Be... Stay calculated. Yeah. It's chess, not checkers. Exactly. Don't hey. fall for that, exactly. man. I'm saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Drunk uncle. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the one good. you come on the back porch, and then Mama be mad at. He back there again drinking. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is, brother. I, nah, man. I'm. I'm. I be uh. I'm kind of like a like a uh, I wouldn't say a loner, but like I'm just kind of to myself a lot. You know, what yeah. I mean, I don't trust a lot of people. You know, what I mean, I'm a, a very a paranoid dude. You know, what I mean, I would always have a hood on, or even now I got a hat, but I was wearing a hood on. I'd be like looking at everything. You know, what I mean, when well, you snuck into the Marshawn interview, you act like you was an accountant. Yo, exactly. Big ass. Yeah. Yeah. We knew we who knew you was. was. Yeah. <laughs> I was ducked up. Walking in with your arms folded. I think you was, was ducked up. hydrating too. I think yeah. he had something to drink because of a Pro Bowl week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> two fifty straight muscle walking in. Uh, holding this up, man. I be ducked yeah. off, just like keeping game, man. Like yeah. you know, I'm. That's my more type of dude I am, man. So I don't really answer your question. I don't really be. You don't really run. Nah, to be honest with you, dead ass. Like, not because we on camera, but like, yeah. really, really, like, I'll just be chilling though. Okay, you know? whenever you want to run, yeah. don't holler at me. Like, listening to your interviews, obviously, you know, watching things you've done in the community, I think, I'll be honest, I had a different picture of you. Like, when you say, like, <laughs> no, yes. I, no, that's because it's funny. I'm laughing because everybody, like, even the staff said the same thing. Like, yeah. Pitch works to the staff. Yeah, and, like, the same thing. and you, you know, you say, like, you're kind of a loner and you got to be told to go talk to yeah. the media sometimes and fans. But every time I see you talk to the media, it's a soundbite. It's funny. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's you know, it, it's engaging. Yeah. And it seems like, oh, this dude loves this. If you have all of these talents, right? If you have the, the obvious foundations of a leader, if you're 100% at practice, if you are charismatic, if you have a heart for the community, what is it? that you're fighting them, right? Because you say like you want to be a loner, you have to be told to talk to the fans. That's how God made you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, like I, uh, I guess why people, that's what say that I'm very different. Mm-hmm. But um, like, even if you see me when I'm in, doing the media stuff, 
Like I, I do come off as energetic and, and all that stuff. I don't freeze up in front of the cameras, you know, I just be me. But um, I do joke around a lot too. Um, but I mean, there's certain times, I guess it's because of this situation I was raising. I just like, there's some times where I just like being alone, man. Like just, just. What about those situations made you love being alone? Was it just because you had to be alone because there was I nobody mean, there? Or? I mean. You know, look, I'm just saying like, it is like, it, it's curious to me because like our experiences shape us, period. Like the, the, the things we experience in life shape us and it doesn't shape everybody the same way, right? There are people who grew guess, up having to be alone, who want to be around other people well, because yeah. they don't want that feeling. Man, I guess I, I just, I just never know what's the next man's attention. I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Like I don't, at the end of the day, like I could feel like this vibe or something like that. But like, there's been times where like, I felt like this, and then like some, sh like this shit just turned left right away. You know what I mean? So now it's like I'm second guessing, like, man, what's this dude really like? What, like deep down, what is he really trying to do? So like, you know, I'm just like, man, instead of studying. Like, instead of thinking that, man, let me just rock alone, like that. You know, I only got like a couple of friends and they, they know the same thing too. Like, you know, even if you ask other people, they'd be like, man, even teammates, they'd be like, Najee don't really like do all that stuff. Like go out, he don't really like drink, smoke, none of that stuff. Like, man, he just, he really like a, just a ducked off dude. Like he just alone, like he don't really mess with a lot of people. Cause I don't know, like, like it's just certain experience that happened in life where I'm just like, man, like I said, man, I don't know what the next man's attention is really at the end of the day. You know, friends done some stuff to me. You know, people that I, mean, I had friends even I went to college with. You know what I mean? Thought it was partners. Next day, man, they just act weird. I'm like, man, I don't know, man. The good thing about that is you peeped it. Yeah. But I can tell you this. <clears throat> this is all chess. It ain't checkers, man. Yeah. But I say that because you're in total control. Those media opportunities, you dictate, you direct. It's your narrative. They can ask whatever question they want. It's up to you to answer it however you want. You don't have to give them a precise answer. It's, yeah. it's up to and you. And it's not even with the media. I, no, no, you but listen, I, mean? I say that to say this, though. This game won't last forever, yep. right? You're very uh, articulate, right? Um, you're smart, and uh, you're, you're outgoing. Show the people that. Because, you know, guys have gotten opportunities in post-career simply by being themselves and showing everybody else who they really are. You know what I'm saying? Michael Strahan, Good Morning America. You know, he's all, he's on your TV every morning you wake up. Guys have taken advantage of yeah, you who know they I really, really like, are. I think Nate Rosen? That's my dude right Nate's there. Nate's amazing. Man. Nate got up that's there and dude. he showed people who he is. So you oh, can yeah, get out Nate. there. RC too. Yeah. Just, just show people who you are, right? Well, and and yeah, things will it, come your way. Well, what I'm you got? Trying, yeah. What you got's a blessing, bro. That's yeah, what they saying. Like, what you, know, you got? Yeah. Your charisma, your the way you act is a yeah. blessing, man. Don't hold it back. Yeah, no. Right. And I, and I, I mean, I don't know if I'm the type of guy to get into like the camera business. You know what I mean? Just have a, but uh, man, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. But don't don't I gotta, I gotta, you. I gotta, I gotta just like. But thing step is too. Into that. But be you though. No, be you. Like we're we're not. Like nobody, I'm not, I'm for sure not saying being anything else, cause I tell them all the time, like I can't, I can't be better Channing than Channing. I can't be a better Fred than Fred. I can only be me. And you can only be you. And I'm and we're I'm definitely not saying it because I want you to change. Like sitting here with you, I feel it though. Right? Like, like I, I can feel who you are. I can feel that that moves people. But for some people, that's not their passion. I think like what, like what I'm interested in knowing then is as a as when you put on the deuce deuce like what do you want to get from this game then like what do you want this game to give your life you know I've been around this in the around football all my life you know what I mean literally so like you know I obviously want to like you know establish myself as, 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 a, as a dominant player you know what I mean um, to get all these accolades and stuff I'm um, gonna achieve all this stuff in, in football and help this organization as much as possible. But, um, you know, what do I want from it? Like, I just want to get what I put in, you know what I mean? So like, you know, I put in all these hours of the off season, you know what I mean? I just want to get the results really. Um, you know what I mean? I don't I don't really know what other. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm asking you. Like, just cause, because like, we all do it for a reason. Like, what's your reason? Like, what's your why? Because like, you're saying about all this other stuff that, like, that you get forced into doing because you're very good at this. 
Like, do you just like do you just do it to feed people? Like, I mean, you know, that's, that's always that's always a part of it. But but even and I feel like that that comes with it, you know. Um, especially being from my background, not nobody in my family really has made it to this level. So you know, uh, of course, you know, they, they look at me for for answers financially. Um, and just other things, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know, man. That's just like I, I do it because I love it, like the sport. I that's do it good because enough. like that's good. yeah, I do that's it good like, enough. Yeah. Like we like, we love we love what we're doing. I, I mean, yeah. to cut you off. I, it's training camp. You know, somebody said let's do a training camp tour, and yeah. you know we can get into so much, and we would love to, right? Because there's so much. I wanted to ask you, have you learned to say no? Yes. You spoke about your family and finance and yeah, people leaning I mean, on you. And that's just like a different topic. Yeah, that's you know? a whole different <laughs> thing, different right? Thing, you know? But yeah, you got to, right. I know we, we got to get you back to meeting. So real quick for me, 1,300 yards last year, pro bowler, seven touchdowns, no big bend. Mm. They're going to load the box. They know yeah, what the good. Steelers want to do. They, they know you guys are coming to say, let's play great Steelers defense and get right, Najee well, going. Exactly. You ready? Hey, that's the best thing you can you ask ready? for. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the best thing you ask for, man. I hope they load the box, man. To load the box to create opportunities from Deontay, Chase, George, you know, Austin, Gunner, anybody, you know what I mean? To get these one-on-one things, especially Pat there. Um, so, man, if I could be a threat to the defensive coordinator, man, that's that's the best blessing a running back could, could, could do, hey, you know man. what I mean? <laughs> hey, I love it. You know what I mean? I love it. You know, we're here at, at St. Vincent's, and St. Vincent is about getting ready for the 2022 season. Obviously, we talked about your leadership opportunities, but what are your goals individually for the 2022 season? Man, you know, like what we talked about, like I want to become a, a threat for defensive coordinators where they can stack the box up mm. and, you know, we can create opportunities one-on-one on the edge, you know, um, being more of a leader, a vocal leader, you know, stepping into that role more um, and really just, uh, just just having a better season and finishing better as a team than last year. You know, I mean, we uh, barely made the playoffs. But, you know, we made the playoffs, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, the offense needs to be more explosive. The offense needs to, there's so much stuff and answers, questions that needs to be answered, I guess, mm-hmm. for the offense side that uh, I feel like, you know, needs to be answered this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, man, really just having a better year than last year. What are your statistical goals? So y'all want stats? Mm-hmm, I do. Man, of course. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can sit here and say 1,000 yards, man, 1,200, but man, like, it's so much of a team game that, mm. man, we just, just need to do better than last year. That's <laughs> the best <laughs> hey, way I can put it. Hey, well, last year was great, man. Uh, obviously a pro bowler last year. You step into the leader role, but you also step into the number one role on this offense. Look, I'm ready for y'all to get number seven. Um, it'll be great for me to talk about the organization I played on while I'm with them, you know, talk about the organizations they played on, saying mine got seven and theirs got uh, whatever, man. So best of luck. Uh, this love, season. He, he like them jabs. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> I, I always want to yeah. mess with somebody. Appreciate I you. Almost yeah. made it, I almost made it to the Pro Bowl. I was, Pro Bowl? I was seventh alternative. If seven dudes got hurt, I was in. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not even going to lie, bro. I'm just glad your boys got to come to St. Vincent's, you know, <laughs> see where it all started. Mm-hmm. Hell of a day, though, man, nice, already, man. right? Yeah, yeah. Najee was way different than I thought he would be, but I thought it was dope. And now we flow right to the defensive player of the year. TJ coming? Oh, you know TJ coming. <laughs> I, love, I love the whole family. I love <laughs> their parents. <laughs> they say that boy is better than his big brother. I don't know, but I want to see uh, what he thinks. Gotta hey. ask him. Gotta ask hey, him. Yeah, we Y'all know ask. how it go, man. I can't be in the same fit for two shows, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another way. Guys. Defensive player of the year, brother. Yes, sir. What's man. up, baby? How we good doing? You again. Good to see you. Good. Where you want me here? Yeah. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right there, there is good, I'll man. The right there is good. Oh, ooh. Oh, oh. training let's camp, let's body, huh? My dog. Yeah. <laughs> make sure, my wife. make sure you don't let your quads look like Channing quads, though. I got little quads. When you get older, bro. You ain't got quads like me. You got big knees. I got all knees. Yep. And I went to the show. I was like, my wife's like, yeah. I told myself. She was like, what? I'm like, yeah. What you want to eat for dinner? Like, it is what it is at this point. Hey, TJ, what's the, what's the fine these days in the building for guys that are late? I mean, honestly, it's gotten kind of loose, but I think it's like 15, 15 or 25. 15, 25? Oh, RC, so you got that? 15 to 25? Bang! Yeah. That's what Coach T said. Bang. I got you. You'd you be good? big game hunting since you have a big bank account, you know? I got fined <laughs> 180 grand during my career. All right, cool. Wow. 
<laughs> fighting, fighting on the fact I got kicked out of the games Jeez, and shit. Yeah. TJ, you see, he said it wasn't. It never said it was from hitting though. That's true. You know what I mean? It oh, I, got, I got some unnecessary references. Yeah, because that's hitting late. <laughs> like it ain't, it ain't like physicality, I, man. I played to the echo of the whistle. Yeah, the hey, echo. I love that. That's that <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> through, through the whistle. <laughs> through the whistle. Through the whistle. Hey man, welcome to the pivot, bro. This is uh, this is exciting for us, and you got to think about it. It's also kind of a flex for us. You know what I mean? You sitting down <laughs> with the defensive player of the year. Uh, many people think should have been two-time, but uh, reigning defensive player of the year during training camp. So first of all, man, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. You uh, guys are killing it too. I'm appreciative that you guys have me on here. Man, thank you. You know, I spent a lot of time uh, here in Latrobe. Uh, I love this place. So to the Pivot and all of our viewers, our subscribers, thank you guys for locking in. This place is sacred. To me, we're at St. Vincent's College. This is where the Pittsburgh Steelers have done training camps uh, for decades. So please continue to subscribe, whether it's Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, but obviously YouTube is where we do our show because uh, we don't do a podcast. And you know what they say, man, anybody can podcast, but not everybody can pivot. And so that's what we do. Man, I want to get straight to it. And I told you this when I saw you on the field. You know, I, I didn't grow up with like brothers around my age. You know, I was the big brother and I basically just like dumped my brother his entire life. My brother's name, Chaz. I remember me and my best friend, bro, we lay pillows, mm -hmm. right, in our living room because my mom wouldn't let me go outside like if she wasn't home. And I would tell him, just run as fast as you can. And the only way to score is to not make a move. Yep. And then I would go low and my homeboy would go high and we'd flip <laughs> my little brother in the house. Needless to say, he started playing basketball yeah, yeah. shortly after that, man. <laughs> uh, growing up with Toot with Derek, man, and TJ, just talented, physical brothers, man. What was that like, and what did that kind of instill in you from a toughness standpoint? Yeah, so JJ obviously is, what, five and a half years older than me. Derek's two and a half years older than me. So um, JJ was kind of more like, he wasn't around as much because he was always busy in high school when I was in grade school and stuff. So Derek and I were always much closer. And uh, all growing up, I would be playing up two years on his um, baseball team or football team, stuff like that. And uh, it really made me grow because uh, I was playing Tips 21 in the driveway, and I, my dad always told him, like, don't go, don't go easy on TJ, don't go easy on TJ. So I'd have to throw elbows and just try to find a way to be successful around guys that were just older than me. And I've always respected my brother for never taking it easy on me, um, but it's kind of brought out the chippiness, try to get my punch and then start to run uh, <laughs> type of attitude because yeah. uh, I remember just running up the steps and then just getting grabbed at the ankle from either one of my brothers and just started getting beat up pretty good. But uh, <laughs> I, I love being a little brother. What, what did what Connie and John, your mm -hmm. parents, what did they do just for the parents out there? Bro, I, toughness, running, yeah. Yeah, you know, good nutrition. But three sons it's, it's, that made it to yeah, the league, yeah. bro. What did they do? It's really what didn't they do. I mean, they, my parents are superheroes. They, I woke up to five egg omelets in the mornings, pancakes, everything. Like, they're a big thing. My dad was a firefighter. Um, my mom was the vice president of her company. And it was all about, we want to, give you guys all the tools that you can possibly imagine to make it, to do whatever you want to do. It didn't necessarily have to be in sports, but uh, it was just what we were passionate about. So we, they would pack us lunches. They'd pack us PB&Js uh, throughout school. My dad would, you guys remember presidential physical fitness? Yeah. Where you have to run the mile, you'd have to do all the pull-ups and stuff. I think we have all the records, because my dad, <laughs> when we were 10 years old, my dad would take us to the track and we'd be running. Um, he'd be have a stopwatch and we'd have no idea what we were doing, but he was just timing us. We'd had to do certain amount of pull-ups before, before and after dinner, all that stuff is all just discipline, all uh, taking pride in our work. Um, just, they were always there for us and just very appreciative for it. You were born uh, five years after I graduated high school, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't date yourself. Uh, 1994, I never say I'm old. Yeah. I like to say I'm seasoned. Okay, you yeah. throw old stuff like out, that. man. But uh, I played against uh, JJ several years in the AFC South when he was down in Houston. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, I had to see him. I had to block him several times. He's a complete dog. Like, obviously, he earned those defensive players of the year. Um, but then they say he has a younger brother that's better than him. And I go, oh, ain't no way in hell. No <laughs> way. But here we are, defensive player of the year, four-time pro bowler, three-time all-pro. Yeah. Did having a brother as dominant and as good as J.J. was, did that give you an extra sense of motivation? 
the yeah. time be better than he was? I mean, it was truly the blueprint. It was all the yeah. people got to see the fame. They got to see the commercials, all the cool stuff that comes with being successful. But I got to see the hard work that went into it. I got to see him train. Uh, I got to see all just the process. And um, early on in my high school careers, I used it as a crutch. Like, oh, I'm not JJ. Like, I'm not like, don't treat me like that, all this stuff. But the older that I got, the more mature I got, it was I have an incredible opportunity to have this mentor in my life who's grew up where I grew up, drank the same milk that at the dinner table than I did, ate all the same meals, and he's successful, so why can't I be? And uh, once I took that approach, uh, it really changed my life, and um, both of my brothers have just been an open book to me, uh, roomed with Derek in college for a year, and um, just really have grown really close to them. Was there one specific conversation that you can recall, something that they shared with you that ignited a fire in you? I remember, um, so JJ hurt his back, I think in like 2015, right? We, we never really talked football. This was my first year switching to defense. Um, he, did, he wanted to keep his distance. He's always been respectful. Like he's not gonna just overcoach oh, me. Time out, time out. Back up, switching to defense? Yeah, so like- They both played, they, they all played offense. Yeah, so, but I want to yeah. hear, like, this is, I didn't know that part, so I'm out Yeah, of the so, so I got recruited to play uh, tight end at Wisconsin. So I won to Wisconsin, I played tight end for a year. Um, in bowl prep December, uh, we're doing drills, and I uh, plant weird, kneecap pops out, uh, dislocate my kneecap, it pops back in. So they call it subluxing your kneecap. So I rehab that, I come back, so now it's 2014, spring ball, every practice, like, feeling real good about myself, bam happens the same thing this leg. So I'm like, okay, I just gotta rehab it, I'll be back. Come back in the fall, first, second day of pads, feeling real good again, like, feel real good. Bam, happens again. So at this point, luckily my brother is in the NFL and he's got Walter Lowe, the uh, team surgeon for the Texans. He operates on my right knee. So that was 2014, 2015 um, in the spring. Come back, I'm like, oh, I'm repaired, I feel really good. Bam, third practice, left leg goes again. That's crazy. So at that point, that was like the point of my, that's what I tell people the point of my life where I said, I, I'm gonna go get the surgery. I, I'm not really upset at this point. I know the process of what it takes. Yeah. But if I get this surgery and it happens one more time, like I'm, I'm done. Like this is, I'm gonna give it one more chance. I'm gonna dedicate my life to football and do everything that I possibly can. So I got that knee repaired in 2015. Uh, summer of 2015, uh, the head coach said, what do you think about switching to defense? Um, kind of took it as a slap in the face, like, well, am I not a good enough tight end? And uh, talked to my brothers a little bit and decided to try playing defense, fell in love with it. Played defense like I was the, the scrub guy. You know, I came in like the fourth quarter against Miami, Ohio and played a little bit. <laughs> not against anything against Miami, Ohio, of course. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, went to next year, started and left, so. Scott is good. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, and you were kind of getting to that conversation. I love to kind of, you let us be a fly on the wall and what, JJ share with you, especially since you said he tried to be kind of hands off and let you do your thing. Yeah, so like that conversation going back to that, it was basically he didn't want to overstep. Uh, obviously he's had great success, but he wanted me to have some of my own missteps and try to figure some things out on my own. But uh, he had the back surgery and he wasn't in Houston. He was back home uh, for, the, uh, for the start of the season. And uh, he came up to Wisconsin, I think it was right before the season or during a bye or something. And uh, watch film with me for the first time. First time I've ever watched film with my brother. As a defender, he was on defense, obviously. And it was so cool to see how a guy of his caliber broke down film and how he watched it. And just like, I was so far off the ball. I wasn't, I was misstepping, all the little things. And I was like, wow, like, there's so much more meat on the bone, as Coach Tom would always yeah. say, that I can be a better player. And that conversation really drove me uh, to be where I am today. You know, I remember, man, it was, uh, it's at the combine, I guess the one right before COVID. Mm -hmm. And uh, I see Coach T. He's eating at uh, I guess the St. Elmo's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, Indianapolis. Shrimp cocktail. And uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm walking up to him, and I say, I say, did you know he'd be that good? And he knew exactly who I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about you. Uh, I want to say you were a part of the team when LSU played Wisconsin. Yeah, that was my first. A while, game, yeah, first a while time. back, you know. And I remember like, man, he's good. And I'll be honest. As, as much as you can learn from JJ and do certain things, there's always that, that baby hater and everybody mm -hmm. that's like, oh, he's getting this. Or they're talking about him because he's JJ Watt's little brother or because yeah. he's a Watt. You know, so I'm watching it and I was like, nah, this kid could play. And, you know, I was trying not to assign any of like 
the white characteristics to you, yeah. like high Lunch motor. Guy, yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I was, yeah. you know, I was like, man, I was like, dude's athletic, yeah. right? You can see him lean. But I said, Coach T, I was like, did you know he'd be that good? And he goes, hell no. And you know, he's like, if we knew he'd be that good, we'd have moved up and picked him first. Mm -hmm. You know, when did you know that you could be a defensive player of the year, all pro caliber player? I mean, I always, I always had incredible self-belief. Like, I take everything personal. Like, that's just what I tell people all the time. If, if, if I see something out there, someone talking, if it's, even if it's not personal, I take it very personal. Like, just watch. Like, mm -hmm. you don't know me. You don't know how hard I work. Like, right. what I put into this, this is like an obsession. Like, I truly, like, this is not a hobby to me. So, yeah. um, I, I think it's after my first year when I switched to the left side, it was more of, I mean, I had, a, I had a pretty good first year on the right side, but once I got to the left side, I felt way more comfortable. And um, you, you start hitting moves and you start making plays and um, you start to really get some confidence. And when yeah. you have preparation and confidence in this league, it's very, very hard to stop you. Any time of doubt, you talk about those injuries, yeah, talking yeah. about the kneecap dislocating, like yeah. you're the defense player of the year now. Yeah. Was there any time where you did doubt? Did TJ ever t doubt TJ? Oh, of course. Like, like I said, those college years were the toughest for me. I remember distinctly uh, after one of the times my knee popped out, I was went in the locker room and I just dropped to my knees and I called my dad and I was and it was crazy because he knows when we're practicing, right? So I called him and he knew it was in the middle of practice, so he knew exactly what it was. And I was like, Dad, I, I I don't know, man. This this keeps happening to me. I don't understand. Like, uh, I know you're a firefighter. Like, I, I might have to go go that route, like, I don't know. And he's like, well, Trent, like, just take a second. Trent's my real name, <laughs> my government. He's like, just, just like, take a second. You're in the moment. Like, just let everything process and, and figure it out. Uh, we'll talk about it more. And I think that was, just to be able to have the support system that I've had my whole life uh, is, is really incredible. In my career, I've played against some legendary uh, Steelers defenses. I mean, the best of the best. You know, we hear about the Steel Curtain, mm -hmm. all of those, um, great defenses of old. What does it mean to you to be a part of that tradition, to be a Pittsburgh Steeler? Oh, it's incredible responsibility. Uh, I think when I got drafted by Pittsburgh Steelers, it was like, holy cow, Steel Curtain, uh, Blitzburg, 3-4 defense, outside linebacker, splash playmaker, all those things kind of come to mind. And with that comes great responsibility to uphold uh, our end of what guys before us have laid out in uh, all the hours that he's put in here in St. Vincent, all those guys, um, that's why this place is so special is uh, all the blood, sweat, and tears that have been put into um, building a team and strong defenses. And that's just what we're trying to do here. We understand that last year was absolutely unacceptable from a stop-the-run standpoint, and that's why it's been such a, a huge uh, role and uh, part in, in this um, mini camp, this camp. And uh, that's what you think about when you think about Steelers' defense, splash playmakers, and that's what we're trying to get back to. You know, you mentioned the the lineage of outside linebackers. And, and just in my time having opportunities to play with Joey Porter, I was a part of yeah. the team when James Harrison, we win the Super Bowl. James Harrison is also the defensive player of the year. Shoot, Troy gets it, yeah. you know, two years later. And so that is that is what happens here, right? Like, like those are the teams that win. The Steel Curtain won, and all of those dudes are Hall of Famers. You know, when, when yeah. we played, it was about defense and run game. And... Ben is now transitioning out, right? It's going to be Mitchell or it's going to be Kenny Pickett or whoever wins, you know, uh, Mason Rudolph, whoever wins the battle at quarterback. But what we do know is who's going to play defense. Yep. We know that T.J. Watt's going to play defense. We know that Cam Hayward is going to play defense. We know that Mika Fitzpatrick is going to be there. And when we had Coach T on, he mentioned plays better come from other places because we aren't paying the quarterback like we used to. As a defense what responsibility and what pressure have you been putting on yourselves to understand that this 2022 team is going to be your team? Mm -hmm. You guys are the leaders and you guys are the playmakers. Yeah, it's also part of, it can't always just be from the, the big paid guys either. It's about being a force multiplier. How do you make everybody else around you better? And uh, that's what we're always looking for as a defense. And um, we feel very confident with where we're at. And I think, we love that as a defense to have, when our backs are against the wall, when there's two minutes left on the clock, we want to be out there. We want to show our team that, that the defense is, is, is made for this. And, and that's why, I mean, you see us tackling as much as we do out here um, because team run is important. All those little things are huge. And like you said, when you don't have that big time quarterback, it also makes 
other guys have to step up and rise to the occasion. And um, that's what we're trying to do, not only myself, but also as a leader and bringing it out of other guys as well. As a leader, uh, you lost a leader in Big Ben, mm -hmm. you know, a year ago. Who are the guys on the offense do you challenge to fulfill that position? I mean, I think Najee's a big one. I think uh, we're trying to find a stud on the O-line, like, like the dog on the O-line. I think bringing in a guy like Mason Cole, I think uh, Chooks Sakura for is, is a nice guy as well. Um, and then I, you look at the receiver, Deontay Johnson's a guy who just got paid as well. And uh, it, it, it's funny because it doesn't always have to be the highest paid guy. It doesn't always Correct. have to be the most successful guy. Right. It just has to be a guy that has respect from all of his teammates. Um, so that's why we're here. We'll, we'll see who comes out of training camp as the, the big dog leader from the offense. How are you dealing with the fame? You talked about seeing your brother deal with <laughs> the commercials. And now, bro, you, yeah. you that dude. Like, yeah, it's, it's been weird because... I've always said I love the game. I don't necessarily need everything that comes along with it, uh, with the fame and stuff. It's, I'm not here for that. I, I see my brother and I, I remember going to his games and seeing all the jerseys and stuff. And it's very surreal to have the roles kind of flip to, to this way, how it is here in Latrobe. It's, 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 I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. And I, I don't want to get used to it because it is, it is a really cool, cool thing. Um, but it, it also has a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Uh, how do ladies treat you? I'm married, man, man. man. Happily married. Why are you trying to start with this man? <laughs> he saw, saw the, the ring, ring too. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw the, the ring. ring. I got the ring too, man. <laughs> no, you know, they sneak up on me. <laughs> TJ, really. I'm in the gas station. They called me. I've talked about it. In the Walmart, they're pushing their car behind mine. You don't even want no water. Why are you over here by me? <laughs> <laughs> TJ, first off, he's lying. That never happens. Never always that happens. never happens. <laughs> you know what's crazy, man? Like you mentioned, you mentioned fame, but you play for a place that's famously low-key. Mm -hmm. uh, we're walking up to the buses before you guys left, and Art Rooney Jr. is in, yeah. in the car. Yeah. And I stop and I speak to him, and, and you know Channing's walking behind me, and he's like, "Well, I just thought it was somebody you knew, RC." He's like, "Then I get close, and it's like, oh hell, that's the owner." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm driving in a what was it, a, a Cherokee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you worth nine billion. You're in a Cherokee. Yeah. Hey, you know, and so and so you think about your division. Your division has now become glamorous. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Burrow, superstar. Every, everybody loves him. He has the Jamar Chases, the T. Higgins, all those guys. Obviously, we know who Lamar is. Uh, Cleveland, which has now been a team with a ton of talent, has a star quarterback uh, whenever he gets an opportunity to be on the field. You know the conversation that starts at St. Vincent is dominate the North. Of course. How do you guys get back to it when you see, like you talked about not having a quarterback, when you see now, uh, not having been as a quarterback, when you see now all of the firepower that you guys are going to face uh, six times a year in your division. Yeah, and that's where defense is huge. I mean, I think since I've gotten here, every like the AFC North all had a, had a first-round quarterback or a number one overall pick, uh, pick when it was Baker, Lamar, and now Joe Burrow. And obviously now Deshaun is in. And the biggest adjustment for us schematically and as a defense has been quarterback mobility. And obviously you know what teams are going to run the ball. You have Baltimore. Uh, you got Joe Mixon in Cincinnati and yeah. then uh, Chubb in uh, Cleveland as well. So stopping the run is first and foremost. But after that, quarterback mobility has been the biggest challenge for us. Um, but like I said, we just we like to go about our work. We like to we don't need to make headlines and everything. We just want to go about our business, build team and um, see what happens on Sundays. Should you only have one defensive player of the year? Like not and don't give me like Trent's answer either. <laughs> like I want I want what do you mean? I want TJ that's kicking and uh, because because. Many people, yeah. I, I, I included, thought you should have two by now. Thought you should have two mm -hmm. um, in a row. And even, you said you take everything personal. And I'm just going to see how personal you take things. Like, Miles Garrett's rated higher than you. As, yeah, it matters don't matter. As an, okay, so yeah. okay, so that's the one thing you don't take personal. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I say behind closed doors, everything is very personal. Yeah. But obviously, at the end of the day, I'm a professional. Um, I also know how to conduct myself and... Um, and know how to handle certain situations. And um, you're a fool if you don't find ways to get motivation out of everything. And uh, that's just the way that I look at things. Do you find that you're respected in the way uh, that you should be? Or is that something you're constantly trying to prove? That's something I'm constantly trying to prove. I think uh, I'm always trying to improve um, on the field, off the field, as a leader, as a player, um, as a brother, as a son, as a husband. and. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever fully be who I want to be, but I'm going to give it everything I possibly can to be the person that I want to be. And uh, whether people respect it or not, 
uh, I'm going to give it everything I have. All of your success is obviously your hard work, but do you attribute, you know, the, the, the determination and everything that you are, the, the consummate pro, how to work, you know, on this level, do you attribute that more so to your parents or to your brothers who had done it before you? That's a good question. I, I truly think it's like a, it's like a melting pot because my parents, um, like my dad's always pushed me. It's, ne it's I don't want to say it's never been good enough, but it's always, you can do better. You can do better. And, um, I still remember if, um, you missed a goal or two in hockey when I'm like eight years old, it's, you can do better. You can do better. You can find ways to get better. Um, whether it's in high school, if, if you missed a couple tackles, like my rookie year, if, if the Steelers would release, a video, you know, like a little quick two-second video of like a, a running back bouncing to the edge. I get a text like, hey, was that your edge? I'm like, dad, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the NFL. It's, it's all right now. Like, let, let my coach handle it, stuff like that. And then my mom has just always been this number one supporter, always trying to, trying to give us all the tools, like I said before. And they put so much effort into helping us. And then obviously my brother's giving the blueprint and being an open book. And then you have the injuries to give perspective on the game's been taken away from me. Guys are going to bitch and complain about going to practice when I would have given every, anything to practice in those moments. So um, I think it's a culmination of everything, um, whether it's good or bad throughout my life to bring me to this moment. I have a two part right here really quick, Chan. Um, did you did you guys retire your parents? Yes, my parents. Were, so JJ did that before. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, did they, were they ready to retire? Yes, my, my, my parents are hanging out, man. They, they go on cruises whenever they want to go on cruises. So they, no more Pewaukee. Is Pewaukee? Pewaukee, yeah. They, they moved out of Pewaukee. They live in Oconomowoc now. So it's just... Oca say it again? Oconomowoc, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like 15 minutes west of Pewaukee, so they're still in the area. Right. The other part of that was, uh, what was it like growing up in Pewaukee? Pewaukee, man, it was... Everybody knows everybody, uh, whether it was uh, playing street hockey in the cul-de-sac or we used to have our backyard and our two neighbors it was like two very open we would connect them we would play baseball in the back or we would play uh football we connect all three uh, we were just a house where everything was happening we had wrestling mats in the basement my dad whatever sport we did my dad got huge into so we had a hiking in the basement at one point we had wrestling mats we uh, everything got taken to the extreme so uh, a lot of a lot of competition i think my you had a question because he played hockey you're trying to figure out <laughs> How one does that? I don't know what that hockey. What <laughs> hockey? These said he played everything, though. How, flat out. You got your brother. You who's better, TJ or JJ? In what? In football. And what y'all do? I know you're younger. You have more years to play. Have you caught? Have you caught See, us? This, this, is, this is the thing. This is this is like a real thing. I think. I do think that it's misconstrued. With I want people to understand how great my brother truly was in his prime. Yeah. And I think that it gets lost in today's, and I know he would be upset if I said this, but I think it, it truly is. It's like, you go back and you look at it, you watch the film, you, like, the guy was freaking unstoppable. Like, absolutely unstoppable. And he'll never say it, but it's like, I think people need to go back and look at that and be like, the guy was doing incredible things for four or five years. And I think he can still play at a high level. Um, I think I'm too early in my career to compare myself to him at the moment, honestly. Man, I love that. So I have too much respect for him. Here's my, here's the final question, man. And, and it's what I think everybody here wants to know, everybody who's ever worn these colors. I mean, it's a reason why we chose these colors. Like these guys wanted to be a part of winning. You know, we, was, we couldn't choose dolphin colors or, <laughs> or, or Jaguars, yeah, yeah. or Jaguars colors, you know what I'm saying, TJ? So how does this team get back to hoisting the sticky Lombardi? And do you think y'all have what it takes this year? Yes. And I think being at a place like this really helps culminate all those things. Like I said, it's, we're not jetting out here at four o'clock like we were the last two years. And that's not a slight of anything. It was just the, the hand we were dealt, you know, with COVID and everything. You could only be in the facility so long. We were, on the, we were down in Pittsburgh, so guys were sleeping in their own beds. Um, couldn't really police what was going on. But here, man, we are, like I said, blood, sweat, and tears are here. We eat together at dinner. And then we're playing cards, we're shooting dice, we're doing whatever as a unit, creating core memories so that when we're on the field, it's look me in the eyes, man, I got you. Like we, we've been through more than just the, what's on this football field. And I think that is what's going to separate us throughout this year. And uh, it's cool to have uh, media like, you got, like yourself um, and other people come here and just say, I can feel it's a little different here. It, it really is because 
it, it is a brotherhood. And I know it's so cliche and people always say you have all those close relationships in high school and it's just high school, but uh, it really is different here. And I get the chills talking about it because I can honestly feel a championship being built here. I'm so jealous because we were at Joey Porter's golf tournament and you got all the OGs, you got the Troys and the C Hamps and the guys, all the, the it's different in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. And those guys come back, all those old guys come back. Joey Porter is a real good friend of mine. We're probably actually going to see Pizza yeah. later on in the day. Like, that is different from other teams. And love the Dolphins and Jeff Sullivan in Miami. But what y'all have here is different. So I'm, it's funny you're that, just this young, mm -hmm. but understand this is not like other NFL teams. Yeah, it's, and that's another great thing about just having brothers in the league because you always get to compare, like, what, what's going on over there, what's going on over here. And uh, I, I definitely am very appreciative that this place is the way it is. And Coach T, and that's a tribute to uh, Mr. Rooney and everyone that's come before as well. Yeah, Coach T yeah. let us. Coach T let us run through his bar. <laughs> Drank a whole bottle yeah. of vodka, and he had that's no problem. That's how he with. is, man. Co Coach T let us in. Uh, he welcomed us, us in like family, man. Uh, uh, family barbecue. Who's paying? Me now, just because I'm the most recent, you know. <laughs> JJ was footing the bill for way too long. Right. Derek, when he first got his deal, and now it's been me. Man, I just want to, um, you know, I know RC, this is usually his thing. Channing, man, training camp, we know how it goes, man. Yeah, so man. for you to give us yeah. some time is great. But I got a reminder, 30 sacks, two all-pros, and one more Pro Bowl before you tie your big brother. Right. Something <laughs> to shoot that. for. I'm glad you got the numbers down because I, I got them, man. That, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. I got to give you flowers, man. He's 30? I, it's an honor for me. He has oh, 70, 30? 72 career. He's going to get that this year. JJ he has might. 102. <laughs> JJ has five all pros, five Pro Bowls. You got three all pros and four Pro Bowls. Go I get think it. the, Yeah, I think the point, too, that Fred is truly making, man, is your brother, honestly, is one of the best football players to have ever lived. And that's and that's real talk. The the span he had of winning those MVPs and I mean defensive players of the year and who he was, I think no one in the league ever discounted that. But I also think as you're continuing to, because it's big bro, you're always gonna love him and admire him. Don't sell yourself short, man. Every Sunday or Monday night or Thursday that I get an opportunity to watch you play, man. I'm proud that we were both on the same grass at some time, man. So I wish you the best. Uh, let's get number seven, dog. Yes, sir. Yes, appreciate sir, man. Appreciate it. you, bro. We appreciate the time, man. Yes, sir, man. That was good, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you, dog. Yeah, no hey, shoot. Hey, when he was talking about JJ, though, I started getting a little teary eyed. I was like, God, leave. I like it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's a great question, bro. I appreciate it. Great. Now, I like that. Because, yeah. hey, for real, though, JJ did some no, stupid man. stuff, though. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up.